You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Fantasy Sports News Desk, sponsored by New York Daily News with Tony Sincata. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Sakata, and welcome to the Fantasy News Desk brought to you by the New York Daily News. You can catch us every Monday through Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. And coming up after us, Fantasy Football Rewind. So the fun never stops because in the nighttime, it's still the right time to absolutely get it done. So what are we going to do? How are we going to put it together? This is what it's all about. You got to go after it. Go after it hard. And one of the ways we're going to go after it is those guys that held on to Ezekiel Elliott. Could it pay off? It might have paid off now. Uh, coach Cowboys coach Jason Garrett says Ezekiel Elliott looks good. He had his first practice in serving a six-game suspension on Wednesday. Garrett said he stepped right in there and did what we asked him to do. After reportedly returning in grape shade, Elliott will be ready to go. Remember, they're going to be missing their top offensive lineman in that game. Lynch Oswald split practice reps Wednesday. The Broncos are waiting until the end of the week to announce their starter. But this has more to do with Lynch's ankle injury than any sort of competition. I agree. they got to see what Paxton Lynch is there, man. And he looked okay, says Vance Joseph. The ankle looked okay. Not perfect, but he started and finished practice. If he can go on the field without hurting himself, he's going to be the guy. Miami is using Drake more than they would prefer. Dolphins offensive coordinator Clyde Christensen said the team has used Kenyon Drake more than they would prefer with Damian Williams out. The statement is a small concern for Drake's fantasy value. With Williams potentially returning this week, Drake has performed well enough to remain the lead back no matter what. He'll likely lose some work, but Drake will be a borderline RB1 even if Williams returns. Tevin Coleman's now out of concussion protocol. Falcons coach Dan Quinn said Tevin Coleman has cleared concussion protocol. Here's what I do. Devonta Freeman has done such a good job. He's going to get the lion's share of the work. I would only use Tevin Coleman if you absolutely had to. There's nothing else going on. Uh, because I'm concerned that we've had Devonta Freeman have that backfield. And once he gets it to himself, man, oh, man. He's going to take it, man. He's going to take it to the next level. So get yourself fired up, and that's where we're at there. Then we're also going to go and look at Deshaun Jackson. Didn't practice again today. He's looking like he could be out this week. Devin Funchish, shoulder out again Thursday. That's going to impact Cam Newton. I have Cam Newton as a top uh, fantasy quarterback in DFS this week, but with that injury... I'm a little a bit concerned. You listen to Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is the Fantasy News Desk brought to you by the New York Daily News. Take a quick break. We'll be back with more after this.
Does your favorite fantasy sports show pair banging on the table demanding shots? Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. With deep, smart Kareem Hunt analysis? If not, then I think the fantasy BFFs are for you. Every weekday at 11 a.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on YouTube Live, join Greg Sussman, Frank Stample, Mike Florio, and NXT wrestler Eric Young for some of the best, most enjoyable, most imaginative fantasy analysis out there. Don't get your fantasy from boring people. Yo! This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever. Check out the Fantasy BFFs 11 a.m. every weekday only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and the Fantasy Sports YouTube page. Hey, I'm Jeff. Look, I'm just a skeleton. I don't have an ACL anymore, but I'd still like to know what it means when one of my fantasy players sprains his. That's why I use the Inside Injuries app. It was created by real doctors. So you're getting information directly from people who have seen, touched, and operated on actual ACLs. Take it from me, a skeleton. If you aren't using it, you might as well just be guessing. Download the free app today and unlock the secrets of injury analysis. I owed the IRS $10,000. The IRS garnished my wages. They put a lien on my house. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. They do not give up until you pay. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions Now, and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions Now, and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions Now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. Tax Solutions Now can get you help. Our agents know the rules can stop the pain and get you the best deal we connect you with a team of former irs agents and tax professionals who will get the irs off your back we saved our home and overcame the most powerful collection agency in the world call tax solutions now time is running out call 800-910-9962 Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true. Back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Sincata. We are here. Absolutely getting it done. As you guys should be too, right? Christmas around the corner. Fantasy Football Championship. What could be better than this time of year? I'll tell you what. Tony's getting himself over a cold. Had the flu for a couple days. Set me back. But uh, you just play through it, right? 
You play through it. And that's what a lot of people will be hoping Antonio Brown can do in the playoffs, right? All the pickups there. How about the pickup of <coughs> of the year? Here it is on the Fantasy Sports Family. Radio Network. Never. You're probably saying, Tony, I thought you said you were, you were uh, you're getting over it. Yeah, I'm getting over it. It was worse, man. I just had some uh, non-alcoholic eggnog to soothe my throat. Non-alcohol. I don't like alcohol in my eggnog. Is that weird? Yeah, I just am a regular eggnog guy. Think about it. Think about who the pickup of the year was. And uh, we'll see if it matches our experts. Now, Alvin Kamara, I guess, in some leagues is going to be a guy that's picked up. But he was drafted in every league I play in. So these these, uh, guys better not use him. And uh, we'll check out their work. We'll check out their work. And then we'll come back and we'll dissect it and analyze it. So stay tuned. Here's the Fantasy Football Pickup of the Year. Corey Parson, to my left, it is Wall Street, Matt Modica. We are rock and ready for championship week. But I needed to ask, I needed to reflect a little bit on how we got here. The steps that we took. If you don't know where you came from, you won't know where you're going. That's uh, one hell of a quote. <laughs> yep. Is that a Papa Parson? Uh... That's Malcolm X. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have been Papa Parson. So, Corey Parson. Yep. You're right. If you don't know where you came from, you don't know how you're going to get where you're, where you're going. And the fact is, I looked at my draft. So in the team that I have in a final, I looked at my draft. And I had exactly the draft I wanted to have. Like the majority of my team today, oddly enough, is, is the team that I drafted. You know, all the starting wide receivers. Mm-hmm. But there's a few that, well, quite frankly, are, are, are not. And I look at the end of the draft. And we sat here for months upon months upon months trying to figure it out. And for me... Here are my, you know, my $1 bids in here, or my, my $1 to $2 bids. $2, Eric Ebron. Supposed to work, but it didn't. Nope. $2, Zay Jones. Supposed to work, but it didn't. I drafted three guys for $1. Oh, sorry. Zay Jones playing out of position oh, yeah. wasn't, wasn't, wasn't uh, good, good, good for him. No. Then now you have to look at the fact that the Bills also looked like they were going to be in tank mode all season. Yes. That also slowed down his progression. Okay. Well, speaking of tank mode things, just real quick. You know, we thought the Jets were going to be fantasy exactly. relevant. The Bills were going to be terrible. Didn't happen. All right. One more $2 bid. That was Tim Hightower as a handcuff to Carlos Hyde. Tim Hightower can play. There's no reason why he shouldn't be in the NFL. I'm sorry to hear that. I agree with Corey. Anyway, the $1 bids. This is the fun part. $1, Robbie Anderson. Did you keep him? No. Darn it. $1. Rex Burkhead. Did you keep him? Nope. You had Sitting the right player. all summer. Sat right there. I drafted him. That's true. $1. Alvin Kamara. And you cut him. Yep. Reggie well, Bush. Greg does like to cut people. Quickly. Hold on. But, so this is the worst part of the story. So I pick up Alvin Kamara. I, I he draft... didn't really pop till a few, about a month into Correct. the season, though. So I, dra- I draft Alvin Kamara. I dropped him in our first waiver run. Wow. Do you want to know who I dropped him for? Who? Jonathan Williams. That's when he signed with the Broncos on the practice No, that's before he got caught. Okay. I was like, oh, he's not out there. He's going to score all these touchdowns. My man, Corey Parsons, the fantasy executive, loves this dude. 
Don't blame that one on me. Don't put that one on me. I did like Jonathan Williams in the Don't put that one on me. I wasn't really. You love Jonathan Williams. I was drafting him at the end of drafts, but I wasn't on Jonathan Williams like that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't cut. I wouldn't have cut Kamara to pick up Jonathan Williams. You say that now. I asked you before I did it. You asked me before you did it. Of course I did. I probably was drunk that morning. Might have been. I can't deny that. Might be now. Might be. You never know. But anyway, (laughs) so I dropped these guys, and obviously, I actually picked Burkhead. I'm sorry. I did not drop Burkhead. I traded Burkhead away for Cooper Cup at some point this season. That was a good trade. So I didn't. So I, it was just when he was hurt. I wasn't sure when he was coming back. So I didn't drop Burkhead. To be honest with you, I did drop Robbie Anderson when he got off to the slow start the first couple of weeks, yeah. and I did absolutely drop Alvin Kamara. And how about this? And just to show you how fickle fantasy football is, somebody picks up Alvin Kamara, they hold him on their bench and hold him on their bench and hold him on their bench, and Adrian Peterson gets traded away. Days after this person that picked up Alan Kamara and just held him on his bench, traded him away for Alan Hearns. Yeah, no doubt. Wow, that's crazy. 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 And that's why in that this— That can change the season. It did. The kid, mm-hmm. the kid that had Alan Kamara made the semifinals, went up losing last week, but made the semifinals. Yeah. And he was dead in the water without that, obviously. It is a season changer. And that's why in this particular league, Alvin Kamara is by far— our pickup of the year here. He has been that good. He has been a game changer. He is on the majority of finals teams, according to ESPN. He is number one. As I said, uh, would you like to guess who number two was? I told you before, number three was um, Craig Greg Zerline. Number two? Uh, number two. is on ESPN fantasy finals teams. 48% of finals teams have Alan Kamara on it. Thirty-seven percent have Greg Zerline. I'm assuming maybe Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is number two at about thirty-nine percent. Would you like to guess four and five? Most common players in ESPN Fantasy Finals. Le'Veon Bell. No, Le'Veon Bell is not on the list at all. DeAndre Hopkins. Nope. Antonio Brown. Nope. I'll tell you this: number five, Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Okay. 33% of teams have him. In fact, right, right past them. That sounds about right. right I got him on pretty much. And- right past them, 33% have the Ravens defense as well. Picked the Ravens uh, at some point during the year. So that worked out well. How about this? Number four, and you can understand this. We're talking about pickups of the year. Is it Robert Woods? It's not Robert Woods. Robert Woods actually isn't on this list either, which is surprising. But it was the ability, because you had a good team, to pick up. And stash. And Corey and I killed this particular move with this particular player, admittedly. But 35, 35% of you have him in your fantasy finals, and his name is Josh Gordon. Yeah, but I, I, he didn't really help them get there. He did not help them get there. Mm-hmm. But they had the ability to pick him up because they were probably way ahead. So, you know what? Let me stash this dude. I have the ability with my roster, my flexibility mm-hmm. to stash Josh Gordon. And that's why he is on 35% of ESPN Fantasy Finals teams. Yeah, there was definitely a good move if, if you had the roster real estate and if you had the ability, like you said, where you didn't need him. And I look at those teams that they probably didn't need him. They had, the, they had the good records totally. and stuff like that. Totally. Absolutely. So Josh Gordon comes to mind as a big pickup, although not the pickup of the year because I don't think he necessarily uh, pushed your way into the final. As I continue down, some of the most common players in ESPN Fantasy Finals teams, potentially a pickup of the year, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, the Brett Hundley, was Aaron Jones gets hurt, Ty Montgomery gets hurt. Jamal Williams popped off, Matt. 
He did, but I mean, Aaron Jones popped off for a couple of games, and I don't really know who's the better running back here. I mean, is Aaron Jones better? It seems like the Packers really kind of like Aaron Jones a lot. I agree. So, I mean, I don't even know what's going to – I don't know what to make of it come next year when you have uh, – who's the guy that got hurt? Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams. And Aaron Rodgers back. So, yeah, and Aaron Rodgers back. So, that's going to be an interesting off-season topic here. Yes, Jamal Williams had a couple of big money weeks to propel you into the uh, fantasy football playoffs. I – I'm scared to death to play him this week. The number, if you take out the defenses, Corey, the number five most common player on ESPN Fantasy Finals team is another guy that, honestly, he's not Kamara, certainly, but he very well could be your pickup of the year. He may have been drafted, but back in week two, week three, you guys specifically, I remember, on the Frenzy with Jake, had this argument if you should pick him up. And I was like, are you out of your effing mind, Jake Seeley? Why would you pick this dude up? And all he has done is produce outside of last week where he may have cost you a championship. But, Devin Funches. Nah, Devin Funches, I, I, I just always thought the kid sucked. Yeah, 100%. He, 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 he might. Doesn't. Yeah, I don't think he does. No, I don't think he does. He's getting a lot of opportunities. He's getting a lot yeah, of opportunities. Look, the process with him was correct. If you kept seeing him getting the target share week after week. I mean, I, I didn't jump right in, but then, I, you know, eight targets, ten targets, twelve targets. I mean, at some point, you got to say, look, even if the guy did suck, like Corey said, he's just getting too many targets. Too many opportunities. A lot of opportunities for the young man. He took advantage of it. Devin Funches is one of these guys that have gotten you to the finals. That's why he's on 31% of finals teams right now. Devin Funches has been fantastic uh, for you all season. One of the best pickups of the year. Then it gets to my favorite pickup, the reason that I'm in the finals. I've talked about him a lot, Matt. It's Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I mean, Kenyon Drake in my Staten Island uh, League, we got Drake. And honestly, that night when we were bidding, we put Drake first and uh, Williams second. Yep. And I just thought... Drake was the better back. It just happened to be luck with the injury and stuff. But at first, Williams played the first quarter of every game when he was healthy. Drake didn't come in until that second quarter. So Adam Gase uh, pretty much, uh, what do you call? It was just, he got his hand got forced. And fantasy owners are reaping the benefits. You know, it's interesting. For me, uh, when this happened, I bid on both Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams. I didn't want both of them, but I put yeah. a nice size bid on both saying, listen, if someone goes over the top of me and Kenny Drake, I'll probably get Damian Williams. And I wound up getting both of these players. And that week, I tried to trade them to everybody. I didn't want to waste two roster spots. Sometimes the best trades you make are the ones 100%. you don't. 100%. I tried to trade... I tried to trade them to everybody. When I traded for Kareem Hunt, I tried to include Devontae Adams in every package I offered. He didn't want Devontae Adams. He preferred T.Y. Hilton. Like, these are the... This is how much can change in a fantasy season. And I'm, uh, the only reason I'm here is because of Devontae Adams Team I have playing for the championship, I picked up Kenyon Drake on November 1st. Yep. Since how, much, how much money did you spend on that? Uh, yeah, I would have to go back and look for that, and I, and I can get that information for you. Um, I picked up Kenyon Drake on November 1st. When mm -hmm. I picked up Kenyon Drake, I did not know if he was going to go right in my lineup. Right. Since November 1st, Kenyon Drake, fantasy scoring weeks are uh, in the PPR – 17, 17, 2, 12, 23, 24, 23. He's been RB2 each and every week. He's carrying you. He's been carrying you down the stretch. For the last two months of the season, Kenyon Drake carried fantasy teams as a running back that you was able to get up off the waiver wire. Now 100%. let me go check and see um, how much I paid for him. Yep. 
I think I paid a nice penny for him to be honest with you. But you know what? It was, but it was worth it. it oh, you damn right. It was, it was worth it. Obviously, it was worth it. You know, it's mm-hmm. crazy. As I continue on here, um, there's one more guy that you picked up. I think that really helped. I picked you. up. I spent. I'm sorry. I spent Kenyon Drake. I picked up Kenyon Drake for 158 bucks. So Alex Collins was this Alex Collins exactly where I was going to go. It's, 28.8% of ESPN Finals teams have Alex Collins. And we watched it, right? Like, you remember back in London where he wasn't getting the majority of the carries, but he was the only running man that looked confident for Baltimore, and he looked great. He's, yeah, look, at one point in the season, he was getting uh, a small amount of touches, but the yards per carry were standing yep, out, yep. and now he's taking over that. When I, when I picked up Kenyon Drake, I, I see that I dropped A.J. Derby. And I'm thinking to myself, why the hell was A.J. Derby on my team? They must have played the Giants the week before. There you go. We take a break. We talk with the king about his lineup ranks for week 16. Oh, Lord. Next. The king of ding-a-ling, Scott Angle. Oh, but not here. He didn't make the cut. You listen to Fancy News Desk, brought to you by the New York Daily News. We'll be back with more after this. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If you're making the minimum payments, but your balance is just not going down, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it will take years to get out of debt, call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 5 million people with credit card debt. They can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. If you're struggling with credit card debt, the first step is yours. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-220-3479. 800-220-3479. That's 800-220-3479. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM19, Oregon DM80031. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission. License number DC32. 
Hey, this is Greg Sussman from the Roto Experts in the Morning. And, and listen, we can all use a little help sometimes. That's why I talk to three guys every single day that help me with my fantasy teams. But if you need help with your fantasy teams, and you probably do, you should purchase the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football In-Season Package, featuring weekly lineup ranks, chats with our experts every single day, and player cards for every player in the NFL, including reports from InsideInjuries.com. You cannot beat it. Don't set your lineups without checking the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge In-Season Package. What's going on, Maria? Let me tell you something. You look excited. I'm so excited. What are you excited for? Uh, Lineup Lock Live, which is our show every Sunday on Fantasy Sports Network, Dish, Television, YouTube Live, and on the Fantasy Radio app. I'm excited to wake up early with you on Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, all the way to kickoff. Four hours. Absolutely. It's going to be the two of us, Emery Hunt, and a cast of experts. Experts that win fantasy football championships, and they want to help you win, too. So we'll talk sit starts. We'll talk injuries. We'll talk weather. And we will take your calls and questions and help you win your leagues and win that cash. So good. So fun. So excited. What I can I say? I cannot think of doing anything else on a Sunday morning. I don't need eggs. I don't need <laughs> prayer. I just need lineup lock live 9 a.m. to kick off Easter. Be there. Welcome back to the Fantasy News Desk, brought to you by the New York Daily News. My name is Tony Zingana, and we are here absolutely getting it done as we put everything you need to know in one place, and then everything you need to go after as you become a fantasy football super aficionado, right? A guy that will bring it home, knock it out of the park. That's the key. Gonna knock it out of the park. Here's what we got. Here's how you get fired up. And here's where you're ready to go. How about players that'll cost you your championship? With our guys from the fantasy. BFFs. Die the fantasy salad, Frank Stample. Michael Florio and EY Eric Young. I am Greg Sussman. Today on the program, the players, they're going to cost you everything. The players that ultimately could cost you a championship if things don't go right. Frank, what's happening? Not much, Greggy. Feeling right. Uh, a little spry this morning, uh, much to the delight of Eric Young. EY, I still don't eat salad, but uh, I got up early today and I went to the gym. So I was listening to Roto Experts in the morning on the treadmill. How about that? A little, a little pre-work, pre-show workout <laughs> for Frankie today. My Flurry, you had a pre-show workout today as well. Yeah, I wasn't going to announce it. But it's fine. <laughs> EY has a pre-show workout every, every day. day. <laughs> Literally every he day. He didn't wear pants one day. He cut it so close. <laughs> that was amazing. Really, really close. <laughs> uh, so basically, everyone's having a pre-show workout about me, it sounds like. 
Yeah. Yeah, you need to start waking up at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Uh, watch extensive it. highlights. Yeah, yeah, I gotta watch the extensive highlights. EY, I saw Star Wars. We gotta talk off the air about it, I think. You're a big fan, right? Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, I went uh, I went on the, the first night. Doesn't he have Thursday You night. have the R2-D2 uh, mug, right? The coffee mug? I do, I do. Nice. Yep. So, so great. Go, go everybody. Everyone's getting along great today. Greg's, Greg's definitely on out on Star Wars, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm out Greg's Wars. like, oh, you know, things that you could have uh, found fun as a child. Nope, I'm out. No childhood here. <laughs> Why? I didn't say a word to you. <laughs> I loved Star Wars as a kid. I had the action figures. I didn't figures. bring anything up. I sat here very quietly saying we have great camaraderie this morning, and you yeah. just came at me. Why not? Because well, we have that you don't like Star Wars. That doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. I feel bad now. Doesn't make any sense. All right, I'm not, I didn't like put it down. What What was a young Greg Sussman doing? Wearing elbow pads. <laughs> that was too easy to playing chess. <laughs> what was yes, a chess with a monocle? No, as a young no, Greg no. Sussman. What did I, well, I don't know. It was normal. PBS. <laughs> you were normal. You didn't watch Star Wars, Greg. Not watching Star Wars is not normal. I'm sorry. I watch a lot of sports. Not I watch a lot of sports. You don't need to apologize. We just feel bad for you. <laughs> Have you, ha, serious question. Have you watched it and not liked it, or did you just never give it a try? Never gave it a try. Yeah, that's a mistake. Uh, yeah, like, if you watched great. it and didn't like it, right. I'd be on board with that. Sure. But would you would do a job? I'd be like, I disagree with it, like but at least you gave it a try. Like, you're just now, like, one of those guys, like, I, I, don't, I just don't get it. I, when have I ever said that? I've never said a word to you guys about it. I think EY just needs to powerbomb me through a table. Why does it always end up with me going <laughs> through a table? It's just pity. If you've watched it and you don't like it, you're an idiot. If you haven't watched it, then we just feel sorry for you. Actually, Enrich your life. Enrich may, your life. Maybe you're jealous of Greg because he gets to watch it for the first time and experience it. And there is Great. some slight jealousy there. I've seen every <laughs> single one of them several times and... It's definitely not like watching it the first time, but Greg, didn't you like, they're awesome. Didn't you skip out on Pokemon too? No, oh, Pokemon was, was before me. It was after me, yeah. That's not true. It was. Right, well, he's that? he's in his mid-30s, so. We'll take a break. He was in his mid-30s, not me. We're taking a break. We'll come back. Players are going to cost you a championship this weekend next. Greg Sussman. Uh, those guys didn't ask him if he was watching cooking shows when he was a kid. They let him get off the hook. Devontae Adams is out this week, which means Jordy Nelson will be covered by Xavier Rhodes. Uh, According to Mike Clay, the cornerback versus wide receiver whisperer, if that's fair to say. Uh, Minnesota is also good versus the slot, which means Randall Cobb is a risk. The one sleeper would be Geronimo Allison, but my prayers to you if you're starting Geronimo Allison uh, this weekend. I am starting the Minnesota Vikings defense happily. As you should. Basically trust no one on the Packers offense this week. And I say offense, not just passing attack, because I am I'm worried about Jamal Williams. I know that the um, the volume might be there. We saw that when Brett Hundley was starting, uh, they tend to lean on the running back. But we also see Aaron Jones getting involved more now as well. So we could be looking at closer to a 50-50 split, maybe like a 60-40 kind of split here at running back in a bad matchup against the Minnesota Vikings with Brett Hundley the quarterback. Um, so I think it's a situation that I just don't want to get involved in. I have Jamal Williams as a low-end RB2. And but with this news and Brett Hundley and Aaron Jones kind of getting worked in a little bit last week, shouldn't we devalue him a little bit more than that? I mean, where do you have him? I think I have him around there right now, but with this news, taking everything into I mean, consideration, when I, did my I, rankings, I want to lower him more. I kind of assumed Devontae Adams was out. It didn't look like it didn't look very good for him at all. I agree with that. I, 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 I wholeheartedly expected all week Devontae Adams to be out. Now, 
now it is absolutely official that he is done. Are you playing any Packers here this week? No way. No, no, not on, not offensively anyway. I mean, their defense hasn't been good. I wouldn't play them either. Um, maybe the kicker. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the kicker is a good play because they're not going to be able to score. Um, that's uh, sad for Devontae Adams. Uh, I thought that he would come back. He came back after the concussion last time and played right away. So I, was, I had my fingers crossed for him, but uh, I guess he can't clear the protocol, so he's not playing. That affects everybody. He's the number one there. He's been the number one all year. And uh, the Packers are, are basically unusable in the fantasy championships this weekend. Would you trust Jamal Williams as your RB2 this week? No. No, 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 no. But, but how no. far are we drawing the line, though? Here's some names. Joe Mixon. I'll start Joe Mixon. I have Joe Mixon. I'll higher. definitely start Joe Mixon. You'll start Joe Mixon over him. Yeah, yeah. it's a good matchup against the Lions. How about DeMarco Murray? What do you... It's not a bad, it's it's not not a bad, bad matchup. It's against the Rams. It's okay. The Rams have given up some production. I, to, I, would, start, I would start DeMarco Murray. Mike? I have Williams higher. Are you going to change that? No. You're going to stick with it? Yes. I have them very close right now, but that's something I am, uh, I am contemplating. Jamal Williams, I know he wasn't great last week. He did only have 10 carries, but, I mean, Aaron Jones had three. And Jamal Williams still played 60%, about 61% of the snaps. I know it's a, a decrease. Yeah, that's much I, closer than it was in recent weeks. I, I still think, though, that Jamal Williams is going to lead the way. And I think with uh, Brett Hundley back, he is going to see the volume. Like I think he's going to see 15 touches this week. But what can he do with those 16 touches against this Minnesota defense? It's obviously pretty damn good. Yeah, no, they are good. And that's why like he did struggle last week against... Uh, the a Panthers tough because they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. tough, but I think a lot of it too was the the game plan is just completely different when you have Aaron Rodgers and Brett Hundley, and we saw it time and time again when they had Brett Hundley, they looked to run the ball as much as possible, yep, and limit his throws, and I don't think they're going to try and attack this Vikings secondary, so I think they're going to try to run the ball as much as they can. When you have Aaron Rodgers, it's a different beast, and I know he wasn't a hundred percent. You know, full Aaron Rodgers, but still, they trusted him as if he was, and they were letting him run the ball, and they were letting him scramble and extend plays with his legs, and, and pretty much open the entire playbook back to him as if he was 100% healthy. They were playing like a team that had nothing to lose because they needed it to win out. And I think now that we see Brett Hundley back, we're going to see the offense shift more to what it was before Aaron Rodgers. I very much agree with that. They will try to rely on the running game, but it's so, but it makes it so hard when you are when they're. Out of it, they have nothing to play for. I, I, I don't know what to, I don't know what we're gonna expect. Like maybe because they're out of it, Frank, they give Brett Hundley more of an opportunity. Be like, all right, let's see what the kid can do now. We don't have to rely on Jamal Williams. We want to see what Brett Hundley can do against this big time against a big time defense. You know, maybe the offense changes a little bit from where it was four weeks ago. And especially because um, they're probably gonna be trailing in that game too. So uh, you imagine if they want to try and remain competitive, Brett Hundley's gonna have to throw the ball a little bit. Uh, and not only that, I mean, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones are both young running backs. So maybe they give both a fair opportunity in this game and see what both, you know, going into next year, who's going to be the starting running back. Maybe this is an audition for both of these guys over the next two weeks to see who's going to be their lead guy for next season. So for all those reasons, we're talking about today players uh, that can cost you a championship. And if you're trusting Jamal Williams as an RB2, he, he could potentially be one of those guys Total, that cost you a championship. I totally agree. Jamal he, Williams he absolutely could. could be one of those guys. But like you said, he they could be trailing in this game. And two weeks ago, before Aaron Rodgers came back, Jamal Williams had seven catches. The week before that, he had two. And then he had two before that, two games with at least four. So unless they're giving the passing, which could be, I think we have to continue to monitor the situation, see if McCarthy shows his hand at all. 
But if we believe Jamal Williams is still going to be the guy who is out there the majority of the snaps, not all of them because Aaron Jones will be a factor, but if we think he's going to see this 60-plus percent of snaps and lead them in, t- in, in carries, I also think that he could you know, add in in, in the passing game because we've seen him do it with Brett Hundley. That's a good point, too. Uh, that's something that you know we should bring up is that even if Brett Hundley throws the ball a little bit more, Probably not taking shots with Jordy Nelson going up against Xavier Rhodes. Probably not taking shots at Randall Cobb. A lot of it probably will be checked down. So maybe we're looking at, you know, throwing a little bit more to the tight ends. Maybe they're throwing to both Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. So uh, maybe in PPR you could still trust him a little bit more than that, you know, low in RB2, high in flex range. I wanted to bring up one name here, Greg. If you're in a standard league, and this is like gross to say, but Jonathan Stewart going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have allowed, I believe it's seven rushing touchdowns. Yes, over their last four games. We had a question today. Jonathan Stewart versus Jamal Williams. So we had a question today. I, I'm going to answer that in a moment. But we had a question today of Jonathan Stewart versus Marshawn Lynch versus... No, I'll think of somebody else. I forget who it was. But Jonathan Stewart versus Marshawn Lynch around, around that area. And I was like, I'm going to say Marshawn Lynch, but I feel like Jonathan Stewart is a legitimate choice in, in those three. Matt and Corey laughed at me. Should they have? I don't think it's laughable. Okay. I, I think it's I think it's much closer than people realize. Marshawn Lynch, very similar to Jonathan Stewart, doesn't catch the ball all that much, so you're not trusting him in PPR, even half point PPR. Jonathan Stewart is gonna have a legit shot at the end zone too. I mean, when they get down there, they've showed that it's still gonna be him on the goal line. It's not gonna be Christian McCaffrey yet. So uh, I think it's I think it's closer than people realize. I, I don't think it's laughable. I I'm lower on Jonathan Stewart myself. He if he doesn't find the end zone. He's not going to do much for you at all. And last week was a great matchup. Green Bay Packers, they had a lead. Uh, and, I mean, what do you do? 11 for 27. He didn't find the end zone. And he plays about 35 to 40% of the snaps every week. And they had goal line opportunities. And it was Christian McCaffrey. They used him in the passing game there. To me, Jonathan Stewart is nothing more than a flex that you hope finds the end zone. I agree. I, I, I agree. It, it makes it hard. So would you rather use – Ewa, would you rather use Jonathan Stewart or Jamal Williams? I think Jamal Williams here, I mean, Stewart's been a dart throw last week, you know, the epiphany of, you know, what's, you know what Christian McCaffrey is really good at is, is when we give him the ball in space. There was one drive where they, they threw it to him like six times. And uh, so uh, I'm, re- I'm really glad that they figured that out um, now uh, going into week 16. So it's, uh, that's, uh, I feel like McCaffrey is going to get used a lot more going forward. That limits Stewart's. Uh, value and and to me, I was thinking about like what Mike said. Also, Hunley, it, it, you know, runs the ball, and even McCarthy last week said the design runs they had for Hunley, they're not going to use those. When the quarterback runs, it, it keeps the defense honest and and allows the running backs to have uh, ha- have more room to run. So, you know, I think Williams Williams for sure out of those two is a way better play. Can I bounce something off of you guys? Yeah, of course. Any, any one of you could could answer this first. So last week was the first week that we really saw Aaron Jones eat into Jamal Williams' production. How much of that do you think is the fact that him and Aaron Rodgers had played in games and stuff together where him and Jamal Williams really never had because Jamal Williams was buried on the depth chart before Aaron Rodgers... Well, he got hurt. He got hurt. That's just why Aaron Jones took over in the first place. Jamal Williams? Yes. He, early in the year, though, he really was. He did get hurt, but he wasn't productive either. And he was well. Sure. He was behind Montgomery and then behind Aaron yep. Jones. Mm-hmm. And he really didn't get his shot until Aaron Rodgers was out. So, how much of that do you think was just Aaron Rodgers felt more comfortable with Aaron Jones? 
Uh, I think it's possible Aaron Jones is just better in pass protection. They needed to protect Aaron Rodgers a little bit more in this game. Brett Hundley's a little bit more... I guess they're both very, kind of mobile, both Rodgers um, and Hundley. And I, I don't... I don't know. I think they just want to get both backs involved. I think they're both young. They want to see what they get in both of them. And I think that's another thing, right? Both these guys are rookies. And in a game where you're literally, all you have to play for is to see what you have, you may want to see get both of these two guys involved. I think it's a little bit, they wanted to get him back in there with Rodgers because they had a little familiarity. Okay. And I also think it's partially Aaron Jones getting more healthy coming back from that injury that he had. It makes sense to me. So that was his deal with the Packers. And Devontae Adams not playing this weekend due to the concussion. Is Tom Brady someone that can win you a championship or cost you one? We answer that question next. The answer's both. How ridiculous is that? Could go either way, man. Can he win you one? Yes. Can he lose you one? Yes. It's the way it is. We'll take a quick break right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Then we'll come back and we'll break it all down. You listen to Fantasy News Desk. only radio programming that is for the ears of the fantasy elite is of course fantasy freestyle with dane martinez what are you kidding not my show my show is for all the people bring that promo back This is Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, and you can check out my show, Fantasy Freestyle, every night, Monday through Friday. I give you my top five, dead or alive. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. My starting lineup. And now, the starting lineup. And you can join the cypher with me, Speeds, the spitting statistician. Yeah, yeah. I break down every stat from every game so your fantasy teams can blow up like a Samsung 7. Catch Fantasy Freestyle every night, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time, only on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-894-5559. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven, gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-894-5559. 800-894-5559. How's it going in there? Five more minutes. Okay, let's play a game. Two truths, one lie. We're not going to be late to the party. In the time you've taken to get ready, you could have been on your way to saving a life. And I'm wearing that tie you hate. We're not going to be late. We're 10 minutes away. You wouldn't dare wear that tie. And I can't save a life. I'm not a firefighter. 
Actually, I swabbed my cheeks last week. It takes less than a minute to get your cheek swabs. Register at DKMS.org and you can be a superhero by helping someone out. Welcome back to the Fantasy News Desk, brought to you by the New York Daily News. My name's Tony Sakata. Back to more guys that can help you and hurt and you. Chip. You gotta make that final call. You hit the submit button for one last time. We give you all the information that is relative before you hit that submit button and commit. Fantasy Football Gold, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. With you here on the BFFs Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So, when we were, were chatting a little while ago, off air, we were like, all right, what player realistically could could cost you a championship? And, and Mike brought up some players, uh, a bunch of the 49ers that we've talked about throughout the week, the Carlos Hyde's, the Marquise Goodwin's, the Jimmy Garoppolo's. Uh, he brought up Robbie Anderson, which we talked a lot about last week with Bryce Petty uh, in their matchup with the Saints. And the one guy, and we were like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But we, we felt like you knew that already. We felt like that was just kind of out there. And then Frank threw out a name to me. I was like, I think that's the one we really need to highlight today. And that was Tom Brady. This morning on the Roto Experts program, I went over Scott Angle's lineup ranks. And he had Tom Brady outside his top five. I believe it was number seven overall. Both Case Keenum and Nick Foles was in the top five. So I asked the obvious question. I go, Scott. You're telling me if you have Tom Brady and Nick Foles, which is very possible, you will bench Tom Brady for Nick Foles on your championship game. When everything is on the line, you will stick to your ranks and you will put Tom Brady on the bench for Nick Foles. And he goes, Greg, it's championship week. You ignore the names, you ignore where they were drafted, and you play the guy with a better matchup, with the better stats, with a better opportunity. I go, Scott... This is Tom effing Brady. This is Nick effing Foles. Like, let's use some common sense here. He goes, you don't have to do it. They're close to my lineup ranks. You can do whatever you want. You go with your gut. I'm telling you what I would do. Now, personally, gentlemen, I don't believe that's true. I, I don't believe that if push comes to shove, he would actually bench Tom Brady. I don't. At all. I don't think so either. But, Frank, you believe that there is an opportunity, or a chance, really, that Tom Brady will cost people fantasy championships this week. If you believe that to be true, and you can tell us why you do in a second, if you believe that to be true, what will you do about it? That's the million-dollar question, Greg, because if I own Tom Brady, I have him ranked as my fifth-ranked quarterback, and the guys that I have ahead of him, I don't know that I would own those guys with Tom Brady. Right. I have Phillip Rivers, Big Ben, Russell Wilson, and Cam Newton all ahead of Tom Brady this week. Maybe you, maybe you own a Rivers or a Big Ben with him. You picked one of those guys up. Uh, they have good matchups this week, so I'm looking at those two. Uh, but realistically... I just can't do it. Like you said, it's Tom effing Brady. You look at what he's done the last three weeks, there is cause for concern, though, because what if they just get a lead in this game? What if they just run the ball against the Buffalo Bills because that's been a weakness for the Buffalo Bills defense over the past couple of weeks? We just saw when they played the Bills uh, in Week 13, that's all they did. They ran with uh, 
Deion Lewis. They ran with uh, Rex Burkhead. They had that going on. The past three weeks, Tom Brady's finishes among quarterbacks. QB 28 in week 13, QB 23 in week 14, and then last week he finished as QB 18 in a game that we thought was going to be a shootout. Ultimately, it was against the Steelers, but he didn't put up massive numbers. So the Bills over the last month, allowing the fewest fantasy points against uh, opposing quarterbacks, that could just be teams running against them, but... I'm, I'm worried about Tom Brady. He could be a player that costs you a championship, but if you don't own one of those four quarterbacks that I mentioned that I have ranked ahead of him, I can't see just picking up a Nick Foles off free agency, a Blake Bortles, something like that, one of these guys that you've picked up, and starting him over Tom Brady. Me, personally, I just can't do that. Eric, the, the stats are there. You heard them from Frank, right? The Bills, over the last four weeks, have been the best defense against quarterbacks in fantasy football in total. There's nobody better than them. Brady has not finished inside the top 20 for quarterbacks in four weeks. No, he was QB 18 last week. But in he hasn't top, finished higher than that. In the top 15 yes, for quarterbacks in four weeks. But what do you do about it? There's no way, at least in my opinion, that you could bench Brady. Do you believe the same as me? Um, I think Scott has a point. I don't know. I don't know if anyone is mentally strong enough to play Nick Foles over Tom Brady, even if they believe it. Like, I feel like, like you're saying, like when it came right down to it, Sunday morning, he's looking at it and he's like, am I really playing Nick Foles over Tom Brady? Am I going to put Tom Brady on my bench? Now, to me, I believe, I believe what Scott is saying. I believe Nick Foles will end this week with more fantasy points than Tom Brady. Do I think you could do that? I don't think you could. I was just seeing uh, something interesting on on uh, my fantasy league uh, top 10 rostered players in championship week, and Nick Foles is the only quarterback on that list. So, I mean, I'm starting Nick Foles. I think that Nick Foles will outscore him. If if I had Tom Brady, would I play Nick Foles over him? Probably not. I don't think I could do it. I just don't think I could do it. I'm not mentally strong enough. Maybe uh, maybe Scott Engel is, is mentally superior to us and he's going to do it. I'd be interested to see. I want to see if Scott Engel actually plays I don't, Foles over Brady. So I don't think he has the conundrum. I just think in his rankings he, he, he has it. Uh-huh. And listen, I, I'll be the first to tell you that I'm not mentally strong enough to do it either. Like, I'll, I'll go back. One second, Floria. I'll go back to two weeks ago, right, where Jameis Winston had been horrible for weeks. And he came back, he had a really good game against Green Bay, and we're all like, alright, you guys are all told me to start Jameis Winston. And I was like, listen, Kirk Cousins has been my my guy, he's been super solid. And I'm not even one of those guys that go down with the ship. I'm really, really not. But I had felt that Kirk Cousins had been solid enough that I didn't need to go the Jameis route. I was wrong by six points, ultimately. And when it comes to Tom Brady versus Nick Foles, I, I can't do it. Even last week, when Aaron Rodgers returned, it was his first game back. It was Rodgers against a good Carolina defense. I had Blake Bortles against Houston, the best possible matchup I could have. And if you look at numbers... Blake Portals was going to be the better start, but I didn't have the ability to do it. This week, if Rodgers played against Minnesota on Saturday night, I have Bortles against San Francisco. I was going to start Rodgers against Minnesota, which isn't the right start. I get it. I'm not mentally strong enough to do it. And in your fantasy finals, I don't care that Brady was your first quarterback draft. It doesn't matter to me where the draft is. It's Tom Brady. At some point, common sense has to take over. Yeah, and we can't overreact to a small sample size. Maybe Brady, his Achilles is actually hurting, maybe. But like Frank said, the last three weeks he has not been good. Outside of that, Greg, 
You finish seventh, fourth, eighth, ninth, twelfth, tenth, fifteenth, twelfth, first, first, and then twenty second week one against the Chiefs. So his one at, from week one to week thirteen, he had one finish outside the top twelve. That's week one. No, no, no. I'm saying in between those, in between one and thirteen. Okay. So he's two to finish, twelve. So he's two to twelve. Yeah, he had one finish outside as the top twelve. I mean, he's automatic. I know the last three games he hasn't been, and it's easier to say. I think Nick Foles is going to do well. Like you said, like EY said, though, when it's your team and you have to pull that trigger, I can't see doing it. And Nick Foles, could he outscore Tom Brady this week? Yes, very much so. But he did it one game against the New York Giants, who have an awful defense right now, and it was purely touchdown reliant. I know I said it reminded me a lot of Carson Wentz. Wentz had a stretch in the season where he was averaging like 220 passing yards, but he was throwing three or four touchdowns a game. Could that be what Nick Foles is this week? Yes, of course it could be. We've already seen him do it once. But I cannot in my fantasy championship, especially when they're so closely ranked. I had Tom Brady like two spots ahead of Nick Foles, but even if I had him a spot behind him, I... I just don't think I could when they're that close. I'm going to go with the guy I've seen do it time and time and time again. And I also think the loss of Rex Burkhead helps Tom Brady. Because the reason why Brady's been so poor the last week, uh, three weeks, he doesn't have a game with multiple passing touchdowns. And Rex Burkhead has heavily been involved in the red zone when they get down there. And he's been, you know, Deion Lewis is as well. They've been successful at, at punching it in. But Tom Brady, before these last three games, his numbers inside the 20 and inside the 10 for passing attempts every game, multiple passing attempts in almost every single game. I mean, I, I don't think that because he had a bad three-game stretch, we could just jump off of Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I was going to say uh, players go through lulls, too. Like, even the best players go through lulls throughout the season. I'm looking at Cam Newton's game log. He's my number one ranked quarterback this week. Look at the way that he started. Sure, oh, absolutely. He started 18th quarterback, 26th, and 27th. In week four against the Patriots, he was the second best quarterback in all of fantasy. So even the best players can have a three-game stretch where they don't perform up to expectations, whatever it might be. The, ne- the very next game, that guy could come back and be a top-five quarterback, top three. He could be the best quarterback this week. And plus, it just seems like a very Brady thing that, like, once he starts to hear whispers out of people like, oh, is Tom Brady battling injury? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, are we doubting Tom Brady? Is he do- I'm Mark, and I quit smoking. Congratulations, Mark, on quitting smoking. Uh, Giovanni Claudia uh, called Blake Bortles trash. So Jags fans have been sending trash cans to uh, Clowney. Give it up for the Jags fans getting it done. And they're arriving at the Houston uh, practice facility. There you go, Javon Kalani. One fan wrote, sit on this while you're watching us in the playoffs. Be back with more news, death. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas. 
These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. They're due to break out, just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app, FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Does your favorite fantasy sports show pair banging on the table demanding shots? Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. With deep, smart Kareem Hunt analysis? If not, then I think the fantasy BFFs are for you. Every weekday at 11 a.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on YouTube Live, join Greg Sussman, Frank Stanfield, Mike Florio, and NXT wrestler Eric Young for some of the best, most enjoyable, most imaginative fantasy analysis out there. Don't get your fantasy from boring people. Yo, this is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever. Check out the Fantasy BFFs 11 a.m. every weekday only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and the Fantasy Sports YouTube page. Time to get all fired up, talk a little fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind is up next right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As you guys get fired up and you guys get excited, I want to wish you success in your fantasy championship. If you're taking off for the weekend and won't be around tomorrow night, go and get it done. Don't get any setbacks at all and become a champion. So this is the Fantasy News Desk brought to you by the New York Daily News. My name is Tony Cicada. We'll see you. Monday, Monday, no, Monday's Christmas, Tuesday, 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 if you're not around tomorrow, hasta la vista. (laughs) 